0: Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Frankie Mazapika. The title of my message is Temptations of the Heart. Temptations of the Heart. I'm getting this message out of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It reads this Guard your heart above all else, for it determines everything else in your life guard your heart you know there are people in this world that when they come into your life they pull the best out of you you are your best you Uh, they encourage you they affirm you they 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 make you feel like you could be the president of the united states then there's other people they pull the worst out of you. They will make you go back crazy. You'll say things that you didn't even know you were capable of saying. You'll make you act like a crazy lunatic because that person pulls it out of you. Somebody else, they have this expectation of you. They believe that you're going to rise. Are you with me? Say yes. There's some people, and you're thinking of them right now. Hopefully, they're not in your life anymore. Make you go back crazy. I heard this story about a mayor of a city. He was driving his brand new Cadillac. And his wife was sitting next to him. And they came up to a red light. And she looked out the window, and she saw this guy with a shovel um, digging a ditch. And she says, oh man, I haven't seen him in years. I used to date him in high school. And the mayor said, well, aren't you glad you married me? And she said, if I would have married him, he'd be the mayor. (laughs) There are people in this world that will set your trajectory sharp. And high. There's other people in this world. You just feel like they're going to pull you down a spiral of depression. It's just these kind of people. I would say to you, guard your heart. Guard your heart. I have two teenage kids. Actually, my wife and I have two teenage kids. We have two teenage kids. Sometimes they come home. And I want to look at them and say, I've seen who you've been hanging out with. Run! Run! Run, run, run! And I've already heard it too many times. It's the words that no parent ever wants to hear. You just don't understand. Are you with me? And I want to say, I don't understand. I don't understand. Please enlighten me on what I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm telling you, he's bad news. Run. She's bad news. Run. Run. Guard your heart. We have to guard our heart from people. We have to guard our heart from situations that did not go our way. Because bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. We got to guard our heart. We must guard our heart because out of the heart determines everything else in our life. I want to talk about three things regarding the heart. Number one, I want to talk about the temptations of the heart. Number two, I want to talk about the witness of the heart. And number three, I want to talk about guarding the heart. Uh, Temptations of the heart. First, I want to talk about the sacrificing that we must make that starts in the heart. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says this, I urge you, I urge you, in view of God's great mercy, to make your body a living sacrifice. And then he goes on in verse 2 to say this, do not copy the behaviors or the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. So the word transform is the word that we need to embrace because the Lord is not just interested in In saving you, he wants to transform you. We can't ask for salvation and be opposed to transformation. When we come to God, we're saying, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. My Lord, I am here to serve you. And here comes the sacrificial part. If there's anything that I'm doing that's offending you, I want to stop right now. If there's anything that you want me to start doing, I want to start right now. Because it goes against our nature to want to sacrifice our own desires to please someone else. It goes against our nature. You, to to look at God and say, I know that you don't like this. It's it's in your Word. I know you don't like this, but I'm going to do it anyway because I just believe. That's how you know when you're building your own theology when you say, "I just believe." I just believe that you're loving and you're kind, and everything's going to be okay. We got to be willing. To sacrifice our entire life, our entire life. Sometimes we invite the Lord to come into our life, but we're not willing to sacrifice our life. It's a huge difference to say to the Lord, I am here to serve you. I, that's why I am here. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to worship you. This is why I'm here. I'm here to tell other people about you. This is why I'm here. If that part of your assignment was over, your heart would... beep, beep. Be, 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 you'd be done. The only reason why you're not in heaven flying around is because your assignment is not finished. What assignment is that? Is it the assignment of getting you to a six-digit income to get to a seven-digit income? Is that your assignment? Really? No. Your assignment here on earth is to worship Him and ask Him, how can I serve you? Serving the Lord is not peripheral. It's sacrificial. It's the primary. It's not the secondary. So long as serving the Lord is secondary in your life, you will secretly always be disappointed about how much he is involved. When he's the primary in your life, you will be astounded on how often he involves himself in your life. But everything depends on you. Is he your primary? Is he your secondary? It's easy to say he's my primary. But all of us have learned that words are cheap. Right. Am, are you with me? Yes. Words are cheap. We got to show that we are here to serve God. Now, also, to equal importance, according to Jesus, Matthew twenty-two twenty-six, 26, serving our neighbor as ourself is of equal, equal importance to loving God when we look at each other we look at our families we look at our loved ones and we say no I don't care if I annoy you get over you get over you I'm a grown woman I'm a grown man I'm an adult I don't need to change for anybody if you don't like it go do something with yourself go do something with yourself you've known me for 25 years that, my friends, is a heart that says, I'm not sacrificing for you. This is a big contrast. Huge contrast to scripture. Massive contrast. I'll show you how big of a contrast it is by using Paul as an example. Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 13, he says, If you are offended because I eat meat, I'll never eat meat again. Now, personally, I'm offended when people don't eat meat. I'm like, have you ever had brisket? Have you ever had brisket? Before this conversation goes one step step further, have you ever had brisket? Have you ever had fried chicken? Because if you haven't had either one of those, it's you that may need to do some introspection, not me, not me. But he's saying, I will stop eating meat. I eat meat every single day. Every single day. Now, for me to look at someone and say, if that offends you, I'll never eat meat again. Is that sacrifice too high? Is it too high? I'll say this. If you're afraid to sacrifice too much for the Lord, you'll never sacrifice enough. Your life, your life is a living sacrifice. And when it becomes all about you, we begin to elbow God out. This is a truth. This is not a saying. These are facts. These are facts. Guard your heart. Number two, uh, I want to, I want to talk about this this sense of of remembrance what 's the word i 'm looking for uh, nostalgia nostalgia I want to talk about nostalgia. I want to talk about guarding your heart from nostalgia. Nostalgia is a longing affection for the past. Nostalgia often causes us to believe that. We can go back and live the life that we once lived. But this is not true. Your nostalgia is failing you. Nostalgia is a fantasy. You can't go back. You may say, I just want to have my mama's hot apple pie. That's all I want. I just want to go back and have my mama's hot apple pie. If you go back to have your mama's hot apple pie, you got to go back to your old crazy family too. You know your family was back crazy. You need to nod your head right now. My family was back crazy. You can't just have the hot apple pie and not have all the crazy around it. You see, our memory has been constructed by our self-conscious. What we think we remember is only a small slice. We have forgotten all the other things that were going along with it at that time. You may remember the hot apple pie, but you don't remember the finances, how they were not there when you needed them. There were more bills than there was income. Some of you remember your mom crying in the bedroom down the hall. You don't get the hot apple pie without getting to have to hear mama crying down the hall. See, our memory blocks out the other details. And nostalgia focuses on one detail of our life, and we find ourselves longing for what has already passed. I'll tell you this: that hot girl in high school that you remember? She's not hot anymore. She's not, she she's old now. She's had babies, and she's got bunions on her toes. That hot guy that you remember? Oh man, I should have married Ed. Let me tell you about Ed. Ed's not, he doesn't look like Johnny Depp from 21 Jump Street anymore. He doesn't have his silky hair. Now he's bald and fat and grumpy. You can't go back. It's gone. It's gone. When I was 19 years old, I went to a job interview. I'm not going to go into it and waste a whole bunch of time. But the guy offered me $100,000 when I was 19 years old and $50,000 of already existing accounts that was already established that I would make commission on. I told him no after a series of conversations and I accepted a ministerial internship. In Chicago, I had to move from Houston to Chicago, moved out of house out of my house when I was 19. To make $51 a week. But in the back of my mind, I said to myself, if this doesn't work out, I'm going back home. 7 years later, I was sitting down with somebody that I greatly esteemed. He told me, "I don't think you're called to the ministry. I don't think you're supposed to be a pastor." I think you should do something else. And his words waited so much with me that I said, I'll quit. So what did I do? I told my buddy, I'm going back to that company. And he goes, don't waste your time. It's an empty warehouse. There's nobody there. Is gone. What we remember is no longer there. There has to be a side of us that says, John 5, 17 says that God is always working. What's gone is gone. Nostalgia is a fantasy. We have to back up and say, God, what are you doing now? What are your plans now? So long as my heart is beating, you have a plan for me. Let's talk about it because I'm ready to step into it. Because nostalgia is a fantasy. You can't go back. These are things that creep into our heart. I don't want to sacrifice for God. I don't want to sacrifice for people. I don't want to sacrifice for my husband. I don't want to sacrifice for my wife. I don't want to sacrifice for my job. I don't want to sacrifice. You adjust. I'm not adjusting. You adjust. I'm a group. Am I telling the truth? Like three of you clapped. The rest of you are like, we won't be coming back to this church again. Let me talk about the witness of your heart. See, our our mouth tells other people what's going on in here. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, it says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you hear someone talk, you know what their heart is all about. If you hear somebody bagging on somebody, talking bad about somebody, you already know what's in their heart. Now they may say, I don't always talk like this, What's in the heart comes out of the mouth. You know when there's anger in someone's heart by the way they talk. You know, you can tell. I was talking to a a friend of mine the other day. He's actually a pastor. I haven't seen him in a long time. And all of a sudden he made this coarse joke. And I thought, ah, it wasn't the joke I was upset about. You can't say that joke when your heart has been in the presence of God recently. When people talk, you know you haven't been praying. I can tell you haven't been praying because you wouldn't be talking like that. I'll give you an illustration. Sometimes I get negative. Everything I look at is negative. Look at this guy. who won't mow his grass. Look at this person. Put your foot on the gas. It's green. What more do you want? Do you want a written invitation? Everything I look at. Put your dog on a leash. My God. Nobody's allowed to let their dog walk down the street. Do you think you're allowed to let your dog walk down the street? Put your dog in the house. And Boom, 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 boom. And then I'll catch myself. What? is going on in here? If I'm negative about everything I look at, what's going on in here? Because what's in here comes out. I got to get back in His presence. Let me explain to you what happens when you are on your knees talking to the Lord. All of a sudden, your heart, your mind, your spirit begins to go in cadence. With the Holy Spirit. Now you're walking with him. He feels close. And when you step out of your prayer room. You're done praying. You're done praying. You've been praying in your car for 20 minutes. You get out of your car. You still feel close to him. And then you open your mouth. And you get ready to rip somebody. And all of a sudden you feel right in here. He goes. Hey we don't talk like that anymore. We don't talk like that. We don't do that because he said we we don't we don't do that that's not how we roll we think at a different level we move at a different level we live for a different purpose we are not citizens of this world we are just passing through this world we are citizens in heaven and we act like it right now that's what happens when you pray he won't let you get away with it so so far We've talked about the temptations of the heart on how we don't want to sacrifice, but that's where the joy is at. We've talked about the nostalgia of all of a sudden being tempted to think about the past and long for the past when it's a fantasy. We've talked about how our mouth cops us out. Our mouth Squeals on us. Our mouth blows our cover. It tells us what's really going on. But I want to talk about guarding your heart. Protecting your heart. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 43... It's a verse I've shared with you guys before. It sounds like this. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes around looking for dry places and finding none. So it says to himself, self, I'll just go back to the person I came from. You see, evil spirits look for dry hearts. They look for dry hearts. They look for people who are not praying and not worshiping, they look for these people because it's not on fire for God, is dry. And it feels comfortable there. So how do we make sure, in the most practical way, that our heart doesn't go dry? I'll answer it with a quick story. A couple months ago, I went to Atlanta, and I went into budget rental car, to rent a car. And there was this girl behind the counter, out of her cell phone, she was playing gospel music. Now, I didn't recognize the artist, I didn't recognize the song, but I recognized the tune. So I came in and I said, girl, honestly, you listening to gospel music? She says, you know, I am. I said, well, then turn it up. I said, let's have some church up in here. Turn it up. She turned it up and she's like, you know, I got to do this. And then she said these words I'll never forget. Ain't nobody going to create the atmosphere for me. I got to do it myself. that's how you keep your heart on fire you pay attention to the atmosphere and you turn on the music and you put those words out if you don't know what to say just praise them just say i love you 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 when you praise him you don't have to look for god god comes looking for you he says i hear something i hear something he comes right into your kitchen You don't have to look for God. The next time you feel a million miles away from God, just tell him how awesome he is, and all of a sudden he will I, yeah, you call. You you rain. You rain. You just praise him. You know how many of you are, are, are think to yourself, look, I'm not a complicated person. Just say something nice every now and again, and I'm good. I'm not complicated. The Lord's the same way. He said, I'm not complicated. Just, just praise me and, and I'll step in. That's, it's what I do. It's what I do. Can you praise him right now? Come on. Come on, give it to him for real. Just praise him. You say, you don't know what I just did. You don't know what I did. I I made some poison meatballs and gave them to the dog over the fence. You don't know what I've done. (laughs) Look, just praise them. Praise them. Praise them. All the guilt, all the worry, all the fear, all the stress. Don't figure that out. That's above your pay grade. It's above my pay grade. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. If you can't figure it out, you're not the one... That's supposed to figure it out. Man, that's right. yeah. I feel like spit. Okay, well, spit loud and praise them, praise praise them, praise them, praise them. Because then the Holy Spirit. Oh man, he's so faithful. Romans 5.5 5. Your hope will not end in disappointment. For you know how much God loves you. Because he put the Holy Spirit inside of you to pour his love into your heart. Romans 5.5 5. He put his Holy Spirit inside of you to pour love in your heart. And what you want is you want that love to not be like a still pond with bugs landing on it. You want it to be like a bubbling spring. So how do you go from feeling like it's just a dead still pond, fish don't even want to be in. To a bubbling spring. It's very easy. Eyes up. Eyes up. Anytime you see someone walking like this, that's not a good sign. Eyes up. But I'm in the house by myself. Hold it up. Eyes up. (laughs) Psalms 34 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises will always be on my lips. You don't worry about anything else. You don't worry about the heart. You don't worry about dry places. That's too much information. Just know, when you praise him, he takes care of the heart. He takes care of the kids. He takes care of the wife. He takes care of the husband. He takes care of the money. He takes care of the atmosphere. He takes care of it. Takes care of it. Takes care of it. Takes care of I up. I love you. I love you. I love you. You say, I don't know how to praise him like you do. Do you know how to say I love you? Well, then there you go. It doesn't get any more beautiful than that, I promise you. You can memorize every psalm in the Bible. At the end of the day, he just said, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I really love you. You can mix it up. I really love you. I love you? Do do you know I love you? I really love you! It doesn't get any better than that. Did I tell you we pray on Tuesday nights here? You know what praying in a prayer meeting does? It's like putting a jack under your car. Some of y'all are Tea sipping, silver spoon eating people. You don't even know what this is. But if you put a jack under your car (laughs) and you go like this, it'll lift your car up. Whenever you pay somebody $49 and you go sip your tea, that's what they do. they put something under there, (laughs) they lift your car up. I know I was wrong for that. But anyway, <laughs> I haven't lifted my own car up in years either, so don't worry. On Tuesday nights, when I walk in here, sometimes I walk in feeling like I'm four foot two. I walk out feeling like I'm ten foot two. We just raise our hands right where you are. You don't even have to stand up. Don't touch those. eyes up, eyes closed. Now do the best you can to picture his face. Just do the best you can. Don't quit after ten seconds if you can't see it. Keep trying. as soon as you can vaguely see an image of a face stand up keep your eyes closed and keep focusing on that on that vague face as vague as it may be as soon as you can find it stand up Uh, to the best of your ability, try to see that face. This is going to take a little bit of concentration, but with that face in your mind. I want you to feel him love you. And if you're having trouble with it, say, help, Holy Spirit, help me. Take your time. Feel him love you. As soon as your mind drifts, go back. Go back. Fight. Fight your mind drifting. Focus on that face. And feel him love you. Just relax. Take a deep breath. Don't overthink it. Take a few deep breaths if you need to. And once you find it, hold it. Some of you are having trouble with this moment, and I understand it took me a long time to be able to do this. Some of you you've done it for the first time in your life, and you can do it right away. It's a gift. others of you i want I want to challenge you to fight for it. see his face and feel him love you. Keep your eyes closed. Keep focusing on his face. Keep focusing on feeling him love you. In this very moment, the world has passed away and you have stepped into his presence. This is where you want to live, right here. Focus on his face and concentrate on feeling him love you. This is the most beautiful place you can live in your life right here. If you would, just bring the slide, the blinds down. Ignore the blinds. Stay focused on his presence. Stay focused on his love. Now look at me What you just did Is the place that you have to go If I pray for two hours Multiple times I'll just stop praying And focus on feeling his love That's where we live That's where we live. I want you to have a seat for a second. The Lord's doing something precious in this room. I want to raise your faith even more than it already is. I want you to watch this video. It's pretty powerful.
1: I was diagnosed with scoliosis in my early teenage years, and going through that, I walked with a limp because one leg was longer than the other. And throughout my years, I had a lot of back pain. Well, fast forward to the past five years, I found out that in my lower vertebrae, um, I had a bulging disc in my L4 and L5. Well, with scoliosis, you have a curvature of the spine. So my whole spine needed readjusting. So I would go to chiropractor because I had problems lifting. I had problems um, working out. I had problems bending down. I just had chronic back pain. And uh, when Pastor Frankie had the word of knowledge on scoliosis, I just knew that by faith I needed to walk up and, and receive healing. So before he got to me, I stood at the altar and I was just going to go ahead and receive my healing, just thank God for what He's doing. I was trying not to overthink it, so I had asked the Holy Spirit, I'm like, just help me to stand still. So I did. I stood still and I felt the movement again. Well, at the same time, at the very top of my back where the curvature is, I could feel this menthol type of feeling as if someone was putting an ice pack on my back. So I knew I was receiving my healing at that time. And also when I stood there, I felt my shoulders relax as if my neck was being stretched up and I was standing taller. And so by the time Pastor Frankie got to me, um, he put his hand on my lower back and he began praying over me. And when he prayed over me, he said, do you feel that? And I said, yes. And it was like that flutter feeling and uh he prayed over me again and he asked me again he said did you feel that and i said yes and uh but i also told him about the coolness that i was feeling where my my uh, curvature in my spine is and he prayed a blessing over me after that and uh, i walked out a healed woman and i have not had pain ever since
0: Let's all sand to our feet for me, please. I'd like our prayer partners to come down if they would. Today is such a unique service. Raise your hand if you if you already feel like you've connected with the Lord today. Just wave it over. Two hands, two hands over your head. You've already connected with Him. If you ever want to connect with Him again like that, and you, you to the best of your ability begin to visualize His face. You concentrate and wait. That's important have to concentrate and wait until you can feel him loving you. And if, it, if one aspect of that practice is not working out, either you can't see his face or you can't feel his love, there's two things I would say. Take your time in that moment. There's sometimes I can like step right into them. Bang. I can feel it and I just don't want to move. I don't want to talk. There's other times I got to stand there for two or three minutes and I'm telling the Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me. But I don't say help me, help me so many times that I start concentrating on. I just whisper to him, help me. Help me. Before you know it, he'll help you. And then you just enjoy the moment. Someone in this section right here esophageal or something you're having trouble swallowing or you actually have cancer in this section right here you're having trouble swallowing it's just all messed up maybe it's not swallowing but you know I'm talking to you I got some got my words mixed up but you know I'm talking to you it's right in here you're in this section. you wait because you're nervous or I got my words mixed up and you weren't sure if it was you so she just shared something that I think would be beneficial for everybody to hear She's. I was wondering what took her so long and she said I've been prayed for that before Let me put words in your mouth. You were healed, and it came back. It doesn't mean you weren't healed before. It doesn't mean that the healing was fake. What it means is that it came back. From a very practical standpoint, Margaret Thatcher once said, Some battles you have to fight more than once to win. I've had headaches. I've had the flu. I've been depressed. I felt like the anointing's left my life. Maybe I should quit the ministry. Called out to God, He's rescued me. Weeks later, months later, depending on which one we're talking about, years later, um, depression comes back. I've had headaches. second-guessed my anointing and the calling of God on my life. Did that mean that God didn't come to the rescue the first time? Oh, He came to the rescue. He delivered me. But we're fighting an enemy that doesn't take no for an answer, unfortunately. Unfortunately, if you study Jesus being... This is adult discipleship class stuff, by the way. Okay, so for those of you that are not in adult discipleship, this is the kind of stuff we talk about. When Jesus was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights in the desert by Satan, after a series of conversation. The Bible says, and then Satan departed from him to wait for another opportune time. If you read the Gospels, he came back a lot, especially around the crucifixion. One time, he even caused his own disciple to speak on Satan's behalf Jesus had to look at him and said looked at Peter and said get behind me Satan sometimes it comes back around sometimes you have to fight the battle more than once you too exactly same section there's someone in this section you're having shortness of breath. You don't know if it's COVID or what it is. Maybe it's not COVID. Maybe it has nothing to do with COVID. You have no idea. You're not a doctor. The only thing you know is that you have shortness of breath. In this section right here. If I'm wrong, Is it you? Just come stand right here. I've prayed for you before about something, haven't I? Was it the same thing or something different? Something. But, okay. How's that going? Okay. One last one. I'll leave it alone. See, when you start, when you when you get connected, you feel like you can just talk to them all day long. I feel like I can do this all day long. Sometimes I'll be right. Sometimes I'll be wrong. But there's someone over here, you have a blockage in your heart. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll admit it. I thought I was hearing from God and I wasn't. I'm sorry. But if I'm right, The Lord wants to heal you. Is it you? Come over here. I want to pray for you. I feel like there's such a presence of the Lord in this room that he may start healing you before I even get to you. So just raise your hands right where they're at. There's such a presence of God in this room. What I want you four people to do is, I just want you to do what we did earlier. I want you to concentrate on his face and I want you to feel his love. Is there anyone else in this room who needs a healing? You need your marriage healed. You need a healing in your body. Your finances are all broken up. We're all broken up as a complete mess worry fear depression it's as easy for the Lord to heal a broken part of your life as it is for you to breathe Is the Lord touching you already He's touching you. With your hands raised in this room, I don't want anybody. This is not a church where you come hear a speaker speak. That's not what it's about. I preach for about 24 minutes. Uh, We're here to have an encounter with God. So I'd like to ask if if you get ready to leave and you want to leave, just wait till we sing this song two times through before you leave. If you're not sure where you'd spend eternity, if your heart were to stop beating in the next five minutes, I, I'm i urging you to come down and pray with a prayer partner and get your life right with the Lord today. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine down upon you and be gracious to you. May his countenance be lifted up on you. And bring you and your household peace. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's worship it now.